Alrighty, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. It's your boy Nathan, back again with Josh. Yo, yo, yo. And uh, back in with another spicy podcast. Alrighty. So, first off the bat, announcement time. Many of our fans may have heard that we are doing a, what did I call it? Content dingle giveaway. dingle challenge yeah. dingle challenge dingle challenge content jingle challenge that's <laughs> yeah, what it is jingle, jingle challenge, challenge. the jingle giveaway. challenges basically simply you need to make a 15 second Sub 15 second just audio file of some little jingle some little intro that could work as a intro to our podcast slash outro yeah winner We'll get, we'll get featured on podcast. We'll get his intro out. thrown in every single episode. And shout until out. Until we find a new one. Until we find a better one. And you get featured. Deadline next Wednesday. Yup. If you know me, you'll know where I'll be next Wednesday. Yep. If you and don't we'll know, be doing a fan meetup. So, what? yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Us and, Announcements. Uh, yep. What's the topic, cool, Nathan? Cool. So, so I was me. just thinking about... Um, he just was randomly thinking this one day. Just, yeah, just yeah. popped into his head. Just, just, just randomly thinking. Just, just now. About, I, I was just randomly thinking about the paradox of tolerance, and, and what tolerance. I mean by that. Social tolerance, or like. Yes, okay. but basically, the paradox of tolerance states that a society can only be truly tolerant up to a certain point, because after a certain point, it can never be truly. 100% tolerant because then you would be tolerant of intolerance and that mm, intolerance would then negate the actual tolerance. So my question to you this is, I have then one, yeah. is is <laughs> if a society has to be intolerant of something in order to remain tolerant of most things, what then is the cutoff for what is considered what society is tolerant of versus what society is intolerant of. And more specifically to you, have you seen those societal norms shift, I guess, um, from coming from Canada and mm. stuff? And have you seen different tolerances in America versus in Canada? That's a lot of questions. First answer, we live in a society. Facts, though. Straight facts. <laughs> and uh, second, uh, I guess, comment. I love that how you act like I've just come back from like a foreign country. Oh, so yeah. The free has. country of America. Yes. Poor you. No. Fun have fact. to live in Canada. Okay. America. So close. So, ah, fun fact. If you didn't let if you, you didn't... guys be a country, even. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fun <so> fact. sad. <laughs> Shut up. Fun fact. I. We were packing our bags and loading up the truck the day of Trump's inauguration. So, I mean, just let that sink in. But, honestly, with the way the country's going, I was much more excited about it then than now. But that's beside the point. I, um, society, I think, yes, Canada and America are very different. Like, all of my conservative friends in Canada in one of the most liberal countries in the world, I would argue, or at least in the free world, mm. is my conservative friends are constantly like on top of the like pro-mask, stay home, wear a mask up and you'll be safe, right, as they hang out with their friends. And I'm like, okay, well, why are you being... Yes, it doesn't have to be a political thing, but it is at this point, right? Coronavirus is a political thing, whether right. we want it to be but or not. And when the... you're when you're making a statement, posting on your social media, mask up. It's, I mean, it, it is a, it is, I mean, it's an opinion, but it's also a political opinion. It's not. Yes, you can. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That that's just one side that I've noticed from, since coming here. But when I was there specifically, I I mean, I was younger, so I didn't really understand it as much. But I do remember weird things like even homeschooling mm -hmm. is far more acceptable here than it is there. Hmm. 
like my parents there's this there's this actually this company called uh hslda the homeschool legal defense unit yeah, yeah, yeah. or association yeah that uh you probably have that here too but um my parents would have to get a signed letter approved by them like they were the help they were there to help us but they would get a letter approved they're basically an official source proving that i am allowed to do something during the official school hours of the country right hmm. so if i wanted to do a paper route during the school hours mm-hmm. i would need to have that paper on me just in case somebody asked me hey why are you not in school right and to prove that i'm allowed mm-hmm. to not be with like outside of school I see. Which is a super weird thing to think to think about here. Like, you would never have that here. No, no. But, like, when I did paper routes with um, my f- other homeschooled friends, I often just cover their shifts for them when they're on holidays and stuff, and it would just be me going house to house, and I would normally do it in the middle of the day, and some old granny might come outside and be like, where aren't you in school? And I'll just be like, well, do you want your paper or not? And, you know, but <laughs> I like, yeah. nah, I'm homeschooled, man. You want <laughs> your paper or not? Yeah, but it's it's weird though because, I mean, people are almost hostile about it. They're like, why aren't you in hmm. school? You should be in school. And when yeah. you say you're homeschooled, they immediately are like, oh, you're an unsocialized homeschooler. You don't have yeah. any social skills. Your parents are abusing you by not doing so, right? Yeah, something that. I kind of got here um, was that um, a lot of people think that, oh, you know, parents are, you know, unqualified to, or unqualified yeah. to teach their kids. Um, like, there's... It always pissed my mom there, off. There's a certain... There's a plenty, there's a certain percentage of, you know, parents in America that I would argue are in, unqualified to teach their kids yeah you know but you know i i would say that you know like well both of my parents have advanced college degrees and um that doesn't make them i mean yes that, 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 that is great true, but, but my parents do not have any college experience and they still taught me so like well i may not be studying hydroplasty engineering or something i still made it through high school and i'm not a retard so yeah well, good. Eh. but uh, <laughs> that that's debatable. But I had a point I was gonna make about Canada v America. Was it about homeschooling? You were talking about how. Um... Um, well, okay, and okay, I got this. So, in a similar way that Canada is almost less uh, tolerant, tolerant of, of homeschooling. Of yeah, of just. Yeah, of just, like, family things in general. Like, mm-hmm. I, all of the families I knew that had more than, like, we knew a couple big families, right, that had, like, six, seven, eight, nine, ten kids, right? Yeah. And they were all homeschooled, right? Yeah. For a variety of reasons, but mainly because the school system is whack, and yeah. they want to be able to train their kids up in a yeah. godly fashion, right? And it was always super weird to me that the one family at this predominantly homeschooled church mm-hmm. was the pastor's family. Like the senior pastor, uh-huh. he sent his like four kids to this public school. Yeah. And his sole reasoning behind it was that his, he believed his kids needed to be salt and light in the world. Yeah. And while that's not a bad reason, the result was his children were the more worldly, I guess you could say, yeah, of the yeah, bunch. No. And while that's not necessarily bad, it was then every other homeschool first instinct to not associate with them as much, right? Mm. Or not at least spend as much time with them because they are you hang out with them you're basically hanging out at the public school because you got all the public school society just oozing out of their 
those kids, right? Because that's all they have. They go to school and they yeah. they do their school. And well, sure, they're we're Christians, I would assume. And they, but it was just weird that I don't know that that was his reason. And in a way, he disagreed with homeschooling because he said, "Well, why wouldn't you all want your kids to be in the school system?" But the results are having your kids go to school publicly from a young age yeah. is your children and, become and, worldly. And, and that's, that's that's the part where you need to you know balance that, right? My opinion is that, um, you know, I, I really like, you know, what my parents said was essentially homeschool me up until basically like the last few years of high school in which then mm-hmm. I went to public school and running start and but by that time I had a solid you know foundation of um, you know yeah. a, a biblical worldview and but at, at the same time you know I don't think that public school is should be just dismissed out of hand because I mean there's plenty of instances where both parents have to you know work or especially sure. like no I understand that you know pastors I mean they don't make that much money typically especially for a small church and so well, the mom typically has to have a second job yeah but then and, school costs money too a lot more than homeschooling so well not public school it's free here Public school is free in America? Yeah, you actually have to pay to homeschool. Since when is public school free in America? This is news to me. I thought we didn't have free stuff in America. It's it's free through taxes, and you don't get taxes. If only you guys realized that when you talk about free health care. I talk about too many... I I mean, I I understand that, but I've talked to too many people that are like, we need free health care in America like they have in Canada. And I'm like, it's not free. You're going to pay taxes up the wazoo. To yeah, just to get that. And yeah, they're like, Wait, but, what? But no, um, the public school in America is paid through by the taxes of everybody, not just those who go to public school, but those who homeschool as well. That's weird. Um, I don't know that it's and um, you. And here's the thing: is that I mean, like, okay, sure. So many, here, you don't yeah. get any reimbursement for anything, so. Okay. You have to pay for all of your yeah. curriculum, all of On your a, textbooks. I mean, I disagree entirely with the way school is so works but, financially. But, that, but, but that's but that's, that's not beside the, the point. I would I would with, argue with the system that we have in America right which now is broken. It does not work. The we said we wouldn't get political. Um, the uh, What's, what, what, why are you talking about the system? Then? What? What's what about the system? Well. I was talking about how, um, since public school is a, a lot financially easier on most families, and it's also yeah, but, a, a okay. lot so that like parents no, I get can the, like yeah, both work the, okay, and stuff like that. that I don't think that it should be like dismissed out of no. hand for um, kids. I definitely think that there's, you know, you should like parents have an obligation to train up their child in the way that they should go and whether that be through I think that's you know unique to what the parent feels that God is leading them to you know if the parent um, feels that they need to be there for every single step of the process then that's what they should do because that's what God has placed on their hearts however I know lots of Christian families who decided that they do public school and then once their kid comes home, they sit down and they have a conversation with their kid over what they learned in school that day and stuff like that and help them understand the biblical side of that as well. Mm. I I just, I think age is the biggest factor. Oh, for sure, for sure. And that's what I was talking about earlier was about... We touched on it really... Subtly, yeah, and what's your experience with it? And I, I, I mean, my case is different. We moved around a ton. I feel like I got really behind because we moved so much, and I was just teaching myself whenever we, like, and that would was do basically school. me for middle school. Right, but that was me through high school, which is a lot more 
difficult because middle school my mom was like there by my side the whole time and then high school I was just dumped and I had to just figure it out and which I didn't like which is why I really liked Green River because it was a classroom I got to go yeah. to actually see people talk to other classmates figure it out together hack the system in a way right just pass our classes and I I like that in a classroom setting because I'm old enough at that point I'm able to yeah. make my own decisions Exactly. I'm not going to succumb to peer pressure necessarily as easily as I would if I was yeah. 14, 12, right? Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I in that sense, I think yeah. age is a huge factor. But just going back to the Canada versus America part, I know that what they teach in the schools is a, an even bigger factor than anything else. because For sure. If you're sending your kids to public school, you're already, like, giving up your child. You're giving up your child the... You're telling to the government, teach my children, right? And you're then leaving it up to yourself when they come home to then just, like, dismantle everything that they've been taught all day and teach them the truth. And especially at a younger age, I don't see any point in sending my child to public school through middle school. Oh, yeah. Because, sure, sure, they might get a little extra worldly socialization, but they can get that quite fine with all their other friends that are homeschooling. Yeah. That's what co-ops are for and (laughs) other activities. But, like, the, the absolute hogwash that they're shoveling into kids nowadays is quite despicable and I, I don't want my kids to have anything to do with that I mean, they're gonna encounter it at some point and I don't want them to be utter oblivious to it but there's definitely a time and it doesn't have to come as young as the government tells me it needs to for sure for sure the and, one yeah and, the one thing that I will say on that is that uh Youth group and uh, homeschooled kids are uh, some of the worst in um, in what in the regards of that they like to act like they're rule breakers and so they um, like to um, I don't know swear kind of like is funny or something like that and. I've what noticed that that, swearing, the, that the culture is, or or not necessarily swearing. They want to be but, rebels because they're but, constantly told not to be. But they want to be rebels, and so they try to act like they're rebels, or and and yeah. so they come across like they're super cringy and sure. this, just <laughs> uh, you know, almost disingenuous. Um, okay. I mean, I would, yes, for sure there is a demographic this, that and, is... And, and, so they, and so they almost act like they're worldly cultured. Well, because they're pretending to be. Because and, and so, they've obviously encountered it at some point in their lives. And they're yeah. like, oh, I'm not allowed to be like that. So yeah. their sinful nature gets the better of them. Yeah. And they're like, yo, but like, let's pretend to be like that. My first experience with like worldly cu- culture was not from public school. It was from the homeschooled kids. Well, that... it was from a homeschool kid that had encountered it right right so from another homeschool kid who had encountered it from somewhere somewhere else or from the internet right exactly yeah from someone else i i I think that yeah that's the thing there's different scales culture to culture i think that the line is sort of kind kind of blurring i think in in regards mm, to teaching absolutely it's it's completely different and i think that's the Mm. main reason why but i think as far as culture goes and stuff like that and you know. Okay. Well, I disagree with your thing on the culture, though, because yes, there is definitely a demographic of, as you explain, but it it all depends on how you are taught as a kid, right? If you're if you grew up being homeschooled, but you get to watch any movie you want from the age of fourteen, your parents, I don't know, take you to 
public events where there's unwholesomeness generally in the air, right? Right. Pick whatever comes to mind. Right. And, uh, like, there's certain things that, like, I was incredibly sheltered when I was younger. Yeah. I spent three years, like, a, a, a monk. That's the word I'm searching for. Yeah. I was going to say nun, but... <laughs> <laughs> a monk but but what I was trying to get us in England we had three yeah. years there's no homeschoolers in England because England is a wasteland for homeschooling Christian culture in general the one church we found that was actually doctrinally decent disagreed with homeschooling completely and he hmm. openly told us that we shouldn't homeschool what was the reasoning behind that I have no idea I was too young to remember but we were had a sign seizing in the back pew where our family, the only family with kids, everyone else was over 60. And it was like 20 people total in the church. Poor child. But yeah, so... Have to grow up outside of America. <clears throat> yes, but that's beside the point. The point was that I was unsocialized. And while that sheltered me to a great degree, yeah, I eventually discovered that... Yeah. I don't think that you should shelter your kids. No, but that's what I mean. It's like your argument that the homeschooled, there's the, the homeschool demographic of worldly homeschoolers, yeah. right? Yeah. It's always going to get to that point at some point. Yeah. And it's, is, it depends on how they were trained, right? How they were taught by their parents. For sure, for like, sure. We all know that one homeschool kid who says, oh yeah, I was homeschooled, but he's clearly more worldly than you. Right. Well, I mean, there's mm-hmm. lots of Christians who homes or non-Christians that homeschool. Sure. I mean, but and yeah, and I mean, I would, yeah, no, I mean, of course, but I guess it's just it depends. Like when we came here, I guess that was my first real encounter, like youth group with, I guess, worldly Christians. I would say. Yeah. And like, well, I mean, I don't, I mean, it's not necessarily bad. I wouldn't say a lot of it was great, but I don't know. I learned stuff and just about society in general. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And while at my age, it's quite fine. I'm able to make my own choices, but yeah. Something that, that it just makes me wonder. I think to like end this topic is that I think that we can both agree on is that um, it is important for parents to um, I almost educate their kids in um, the societal norms of the world in order and teach them the biblical ways that, you know, you can interact that or that you Mm. do instead of that, because otherwise the kids are going to learn it on their own and they're going to think, Oh, I want to be a rebel. And so I'm going to do X behavior. Yeah. And because they don't have any, because I mean, there's lots of, you know, parents that, would their method of homeschooling is to just do give a textbook to the kids and just let them do their own thing. And I think that that mm. kind of defeats the purpose of homeschooling if the parent is not taking an active role yeah. in the kid's actual education. I think the point you made about the parents educating the kids on the society, I think that's tricky because... The world our parents grew up is incredibly different to the world that we are growing up in, and for sure. But I mean, there. But there like is the society thing. Sure, there is some stuff, but like, when it comes to like, I don't know. When I'm thinking of society things, I'm thinking of like. I mean, sexual immorality is still sexual immorality. Yes, regardless it, of what generation you grew up in. I am aware, but on, on a more. Broke like broken down scale, like more. Specific situations, yeah. right? They might not understand as well as we might because we've grown up in it to a certain degree. True, right? true. We've grown up watching 
certain things that never should be legal become legal. And they just see yeah. it pop up on the news and they're like, this is, this is crazy, right? Yeah. We're actively, like, we're growing up with it yeah. as opposed to them just having it dumped upon them. Some have, yeah, greatness from them. But um, <clears throat> I think I had a point about So then do you think that it's the parents' responsibility to remain almost current and updated in yeah. the ever-shifting I feel like they have tolerances to of society and, and educating themselves as to what society is tolerant of versus not? Because obviously... What society yeah. has is tolerant of has shifted a lot yeah. over the years. I think it, it. I think the trick is for our parents, and I guess we will have to be one day, is to yeah. not get locked in what we once knew. Yeah. Because the world is changing really fast, and new evils are being invented every day, and to understand those, we can't like stay locked in what we once knew, right? Like yeah. we once knew that it was not i mean even growing up like i never i mean sure i was sheltered but like it wasn't normal for a dude to marry a dude right yeah like and when i i mean being sheltered yes i didn't know anything about it for the longest time but once I did, and even my parents were talking about it, and it's just such a weird thing. Yeah. They're like, growing up in a Christian household, it's already, I understand that it's not okay, but like, I didn't need to have it told to me that it was not okay because I'd never even thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so like, that's just something that like, our kids are just going to grow up with that being a thing. Gayness is a thing before they were born. I don't know. It's just things like that just kind of are interesting because that is something that you're going to have to explain to your kid soon because the world believes that kids can decide whether or not they like guys or girls when they're two. And that's messed up. But, yeah, I don't know. Society. What was the, what was the original prompt you gave me? The, the original question was... Um, what is, you know, what's the boundary between what society is tolerant of versus intolerant of, mm. and how does that change? Worldly society or just any society? Just in general, because any society can never be 100% tolerant or 100% intolerant, because mm. either one is um, self-deconstructing. Um, so yeah. Well, the worldly society is becoming more and more intolerant of of just freedoms to be honest in america it's like <laughs> sadly enough the america i came to is not the america i'm here right now is yeah. not as free as it was when i first came here no and that is sad to me that in four years we've managed to go downhill well, and, and that's I mean, in your opinion. I mean, well, and sure, I agree sure. with your opinion. No, no, okay, yes. But okay. lots of other people, lots of other Americans don't share that opinion. Yeah, and that's and what I don't so understand. Because they don't share the original view for America. They, well, they'll openly disagree with yeah. the Constitution and say, no, the Constitution is a living and breathing document. We're going to interpret it differently each and every day because of that. And if that is their view of America, then sure. But like, and so that's when you have to realize, and I think that a lot of Republicans fall into this category that they don't, they don't like the fact that the majority of Americans nowadays don't hold to the same, I guess, norms and the same tolerances or same intolerances rather that. The founders had and so a lot of republicans are upset over you know joe biden winning and stuff like that you know and rightly so because i mean okay that's you know they wanted their candidate to win but um 
I, I don't think that, you know, you can really be upset at that because that's what the majority of Americans want. And, you but know, is if, that, and but it's the just... majority of people, you know, the whole concept of America was America for the people. And if the people don't want that, then, you know, yeah, okay. the, it's the people's right to not have America for them. So you think it's right because more people voted for it? Or you think it should be that way because more people voted for it? I think that it should be whatever the people want, you know? And that's interesting. Do you disagree? I mean because I mean then you sure, get into but, what Okay, is... but then there's many arguments to be made that voter fraud, the social media influencing people, like the grandmother not knowing who to vote for and oh I saw it on Facebook, so I'm gonna vote for her. Right? Right. Ten right. years ago that wouldn't have been a thing. She would have talked to her relatives and they would have collectively based on their knowledge of the party voted for somebody yeah now that's not the case now they have a constant screens telling them to what to to vote for and like so i mean in a way i would say that voting is almost broken why are we political what the heck <laughs> Well, well, I mean, that's kind of interesting that you bring up, you know, voting being broken because that kind of goes against what, you know, the founders of America had in mind was an America for the people. And whether or not there's social media influences or whatnot, it's the individual person's responsibility to educate themselves and to vote for yes, but the party that they want. I would ar- yeah, I and would argue so, that people are a lot stupider than they were. Oh, for back sure. In common sense isn't common anymore, but I don't think that that um, disables or dismeans the original point of the fact that people are going to vote for who they want. Yeah. And it is the yeah. right of is the responsibility of everyone else to respect the decision of, you know, those people to, that's what they want. And so, you know, that's the thing. I mean, everyone talks about, oh, you know, if you don't like America, then don't live there. I mean, that applies to the Republicans as well. If we don't like how the country is being run, then there's two options. There's either change it or, you know move okay so let me ask you if the this country became so democratic yeah would you move yes to a different country yeah canada i don't know it would depend on the current state of affairs in that other country it's going to be worse i guarantee you i might not move to canada (laughs) i might move to another country but here's the thing is that since i was ever shifting and changing the people can change it to what they want, and if but if the majority point, of people are stuck voting, and if for the Biden majority of people they don't want care. socialism or whatnot in America, then I'll move somewhere else because there will never be, no matter what you do. I mean, it's either that or terrorism. What if it's too late? What if define too late? As in. We already witnessed in the last year flights being canceled to countries. You're not allowed to go there. We're not allowed to go to Canada right now. Like, it's uh, illegal. <laughs> you strongly believe in the voters' choice. Yeah. And without that, we've lost America's true, or the founders' true intentions for our, we the people. Yes. Right? Yes. So, no matter what the people choose, it, let it be socialism, terrorism, some wildly outlandish government. Right. If the people choose it, you're all for that. No. You're all for our country doing that because you I'm, think that I'm, is... I, I think that at that point it's changed into a different country and one that I no longer agree with and so I would move. I would... Okay, sure, you'd move. You wouldn't Do fight. something else. I, I... You wouldn't fight. I Never. don't... Because I know so many people that they're... This is interesting because I've never heard this mindset before. I know so many people that are like, 
well, if it comes to them coming to take my guns away, I'm going to stand up for it and I'm going to fight, right? Yeah. And that, because that is constitutional, right? The Second Amendment, you have right to protect yourself from anybody who would threaten you, right? No, that's not what that's the Second Amendment is. The Second Amendment... The right to bear arms. Yes. Right. That and what do you get to do with those arms? Just hang on to them? Is that all it, it means? It's left up to the user's discretion, but that's not specified. Okay, but... It's but, never specified in the amendment that, that you know... Um, what, what, was the, what was the intention of the amendment? Do you know? The, the intention of the amendment was so that... Less the government. Less the government, you know, it's the right of the people to... Protect themselves um, from the keep government. Keep an active militia and to write in the right to bear arms, you right. know? And so that was the intent of yeah. right. So, so, we, so with the context of what we know of history and what we know when they were writing that, yeah, it might not be written specifically in the Constitution, but when we refer to the Second Amendment, we know that is the right to bear arms in defense of specifically the government because they didn't yes. want the government of America yes. to become like England. Yes. Right. Yes. So if we agree on that, yes, would you not defend your Second Amendment rights? I to the point of violence. I don't think that it is biblical to do to that because okay, fair enough, fair enough. of um, we see passages like Romans thirteen and other passages that say, you know, honor the authorities and stuff like that. And if I'm not, and so it's a two way street, you know the authorities honor you and so you honor them and if they aren't honoring you i mean then leave i mean if it is your power i mean christians in rome i mean they i mean they couldn't fight back and so do you think i mean jesus said that he was sending us out like sheep among wolves and so I don't think yeah. that you can say that it's biblical if the police start coming and going, oh, we want your guns, to just start firing on them. I don't think that's biblical. I would say that that's murder. Okay, but so at one point is self-defense. Like, where's the line between self-defense and simply having a gun so that you can Well, self-defense, I mean, <laughs> if they are going to, like, Saying, give me, you. give me your guns, or we'll kill you. Or give me your guns, so then we can kill you later. Like, I mean, those are two very different things. I know that's that's what I mean. So, like, if your government is saying we're taking all the guns, mm -hmm. what would their reason be for that? I mean, other than to limit the people's. It's all a matter of power. And right. And so I think we would both agree that for a government to say, hey, give me all your weapons, that would be... A power, highly a, sus. Yeah. Highly sus power grab from a government. Right? Oh, for sure. For sure. No sane person can support such a thing. Yes. Right. So if in the next near future, government says, they did we that. are cracking down on weapons... All firearms are now banned. We will be collecting them from your door in the next couple weeks. Yes. End of story. You would hand them over? I would move. You'd move? Where? I mean, okay. You don't know where, but you I would don't move. know where. Okay. You Would you move to somewhere where there is an active militia defending themselves from such a government? Or would you have nothing to do with that? I don't think that it is biblical to defend to to rebel against such a. No, I I, I don't at well, all. Why do you, not not at all? Do you all. have a firearm? I, I do. Why? Because I want one for my own personal protection and right. for my own personal purposes. You know. But if so, if the government says, "Give me that," you don't get to have that. If the government said, oh, well, you know, then 
it depends on the reasoning. I mean, well, what if, if they like, don't have I any go reason? and kill somebody, and then they say, oh, you can't have your gun anymore. No, 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 I mean, I mean that's I mean, logical. No. I'm saying in the situation where they simply crack down on your gun, you now don't have a way to defend yourself. I mean, you have plenty of other ways to defend yourself. I'm yes. This. But you've now limited yourself to simply your hands and your knives, what you can scrounge together, right? Right. But you're, you're, you're totally cool with that, them taking them. I mean, you're not going to fight against that at all. I mean, I don't think that there is a, it, there's a point. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, the government has, if they want me dead, I'm going to be dead. And so be it. I mean, if the government wants me dead, then it's God's will. But because, well, I mean... If you die, it's God's will. Yeah. The government wanting you dead is not God's will. Well, what the government wants is no, by no means God's. No, will. but what the government I, does the government will does ultimately be God's will. But yes. the government, <laughs> when it is acting within um, biblical confines, is operating within God's authority. And I don't think. Can you show me a verse that says that we? defend ourselves that if the government comes to take our guns that is our oh, biblical um, yeah. mandate to or their weapons yeah i haven't, they, they I haven't have argued for them. that yet because i'm still trying to figure this out in my day-to-day -day life okay i but can you show me a verse no no not right now do you know of a verse no i don't right am i advocating? i don't know I... of a verse that says that and so mm. i am saying that unless Let's well, that, say with, yeah. with, with, with the whole thing that church is not being able to gather. I think that the Bible clearly mandates that Christians should gather. And that did you know say... That a, did that, you know that a pastor in Canada got put in prison? And, and, for... and so I... Can I, can I speak? Okay. And you so speak I think a lot that, in this podcast. Calm and down. You're, you've talked a lot, too. I guarantee you've spoken more on this and, podcast. And so I think that um, for... Um, for that specific thing, then, you know, that is a, in clear violation of the Bible. And I mean, John MacArthur wrote a whole thing about this, is that we're going to stand with the Bible, not with the government. However, I think that is the Christian's biblical duty, unless a government is clearly contradicting the Bible or imposing something that is unbiblical, Let's say they issued mandatory euthanizations or something like that. You know? Let's go something more current That's, to date, like you are not allowed to congregationally sing. Or mandatory abortions, you know? <laughs> I mean, they did that in China. I mean, okay, yes, after two kids, yeah. all of your children are mandatorily aborted. Yes. I Obviously think that, an evil that we do not agree with and I we cannot that support. If something like that happened, that is in clear violation of the Bible, then I would fight. However, I don't think that if the government is trying to impose something, say a law, say an extra hefty tax or something like that, if you want to, you know, have a house over 500 square feet, you know, let's say just some random thing, you know, unless it's covered directly in the Bible, I think that is the Christian's responsibility to operate within the confines of that government. In America, you have two options, basically. You can either vote and try to change the government, and that's the power of the vote is what I was talking about earlier in America, or you can move. I don't think that the Bible anywhere either supports or defends terrorism even if you feel that it's right, I don't think that the Bible supports that if it, it, unless it is going against what the Bible says. Like if the Bible, since the Bible says that, let's say the Bible said that um, thou shalt have guns, okay? Let's say that the Second Amendment was in the Bible and the government said, no, you can't have guns then that would be in clear contradiction to the Bible, and then it is 
the Christian's responsibility to follow the Bible and not the government. But mm -hmm. unless the government is going actively against the Bible, then the Christian has a responsibility, I believe, um, in order to follow the government. I mean, no matter how bad America gets, we're never going to be as bad as medieval Rome with Nero against Christians. I mean... You don't know that. Right now, we're not. No, right now, we're not. But Right now, you don't see Christians being hung up. No, but you said we're never going to get to that point. I see. Lit on... I agree, but yes. you said two different things. You said we will never be, and we aren't. And we aren't, obviously, but... I, I don't think that we ever will, because I think that <laughs> um, a lot of Christians would... Um, fight that? Would either fight that or... Um, but are they... Move out or something like that, but... Okay. Um, I, I just wanted to, I guess, bring up the terrorism. If for some reason yeah. our government became a terrorist government... Yeah, to a certain degree, which is the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians in the pursuit of political aims. Yeah. So if a government is being violent towards citizens, is it not like is it not a biblical thing to defend the weak or defend people that are being attacked, like with evil intentions? Well, yes, that that's biblical, and, right? So if someone, some evil Nazi Americano fellow, is killing a bunch of people in the street, is it? Would it not be right? But that is back to my point. That is in direct contrast to okay. the biblical mandates, right? right? Because yeah, that yeah. would be murder. The government would not be operating within their role. But do you get to kill someone because they're murdering people? I would say yes. I mean, that's the whole concept of war. I mean, there's biblical wars, and I mean, soldiers go out and they defend our country and they kill child molesters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think that, you know, all of the soldiers are acting against God. I mean, I think that, you know, being a soldier and going to war is a very noble thing, and I mean, it's a very patriotic thing, and I think that in the right, right we'll circumstances, yeah. it is a biblical thing. I mean, God commanded us, I mean, the Israelites to war. I mean, killing and murder are not the same things. Yes. I'm curious, though, because you're one of my most, you're one of my more uh, patriotic American friends. Yes. But I've also learned a lot in the last hour that shows your unpatrioticness. You might not what like to. You, you, right, you don't like that term because you like to consider yourself a patriotic American, right? But well, I, no, I, I almost I, believe. I don't like that term. Because... Right, no. You see, I, I, I see how the cogs are even turning in your head because I've struggled to understand how you can be both an American and a Christian. Because I see people that take those two things and they smash them together into this jumbled mess of I have American rights and I have biblical rights and I'm going to mash them together and create this perfect unity between God yeah. and America and no. epicness, right? I, I, Guns, I don't believe in that at all. Right. But that's the thing is like you cannot have yeah, both. No. Bible is always going to trump America. Trump Whatever government. Whatever the Constitution says. Right? And, and I think that the government was designed to be subservient to the Bible. Right. And a lot of American Christians want it to be one and the same. And I don't think that that is... It may have been at that point once, but it is not going to be no. that point ever. And I, I think that the whole thing going. about separation of church and state, you know... That that's another can of worms, but yeah, but it, I I just what I have struggled and I don't know that I'll ever figure out because I did not grow up in America. I grew up in a multitude of other countries that have far less rights than you guys do. Yeah. So in a way, I'm more like. I feel like I'm more accepting, to the government, saying hey do this do that. Yeah. But. I'm not 
now because I've spent the last four years growing up in America that is in constant turmoil over what yeah. you can and cannot do, right? Yeah. Like, I couldn't care less about it everywhere else I went because it's just a simple fact. Yeah, we can't play in the front yard during the day because some Karen's going to call the police and say that there's kids playing outside. And we're going to get Child Protective Services rolling up at our house saying, why aren't yeah. your kids in school, right? That's an actual thing we have to think about Yeah. in both England and Canada. Yeah. And here, that's not a thing. So I've spent the last four years thinking, oh, bro, I can do literally whatever the heck I want. I can go out in the street in the middle of the day. This is amazing. Yeah. This is America. But now, it's quickly going the other direction. Yeah. Now, you can't do that. Now, you must wear a mask when you stand in the street. You must wear a mask while you're in your car. You must wear two masks while you're in the car by yourself. And while those may not be laws, society is saying that I need to do that. Yeah, it's a societal Right, and it's back to the society thing, right? And... As an American, like I would, I would argue that a patriotic American would disagree with such things like that. Yes. Such things of, like these new society, yeah, concepts that are, they are infringements on freedom, whether they are for health reasons or not, they are an infringement on your freedoms, right? Yes. You're, yes. You're limited to what you're allowed to do either because they're simply not safe for you to do it or because some society myth or standard has become a thing of the present, right? Yes. And it's baffling to me that it's happening so fast. And I, like, trying to, like, talking to my American friends on various ends of the spectrum, they're all over the place. And, I, I mean, yeah, I don't even expect to find all the answers, but... I just, I guess, I don't know. I guess to wrap it up, my warning to all my American listeners and I guess other worldwide listeners, listeners. is you can't shut your mouths. Oh my gosh. We do have uh, 5% yeah. of our listeners are from Canada. Shout out to you guys. Really? Yeah. Who? I have no idea. Okay. I don't anyway, know anyone to my Canada. fellow Canadians and to my... American friends. You're the ones who have Canadian friends on Instagram and social media. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, wrapping up. We're almost out of yeah time. But my to my American friends and my fellow Canadians, I would just give this warning that you cannot serve both your country and God. You serve God first, and then after that, you can serve your country but amen brother amen that that's i think where we can leave it <laughs> yep well i hope you enjoyed this extremely political episode we promise we'll never do it again i well, we might if I, it's entertaining I, I do not want to do this ever again this is absolutely miserable we're running really short on time thank you for listening folks remember the what's poppin' challenge no it, the jingle challenge the jingle, the jingle challenge. challenge jingle challenge guys for, next uh, wednesday the your content uh, featured in our podcast. What's the date? 24th. Deadline. 15 seconds or less. All right, you guys. This has been Mason Medicine. We love you and have a safe day. Peace out, homies. <laughs> <laughs>